1: These guys busted in 2023. There's no way to spin it. Oh, Smitty. But Smitty... Nick Chubb got hurt. He didn't necessarily bust. He busted. As did JJ. As did Jamar. As did even even Bijan. Bijan busted as well. Look, if you didn't deliver anywhere near your ADP, you busted. Now... The reason we're collecting here today is to discuss which of these players won't repeat that that situation. Now we all love Bijan Robinson, and we don't think he'll bust this year, okay? But he didn't deliver. These players, there's three of them on here, and even Tyreek Hill wasn't quite there at the end when you needed him. So there's a little there's a little like upset face next to the green check mark. But McCaffrey, Tyreek Hill, C.D. Lamb. That's it. In the top 12 ADP pulled fresh from September. Right at the beginning of the season. This is what we're looking at. We need to dissect it. We need to dissect the top 25. I've got the other, the other list uh, right around here somewhere. I, I think I... Oh, right here it is. Right here. This small little graphic I can barely see. Here's the top 25 overall. We're breaking it down. We're digesting it. We're looking at it. We're analyzing it. Who is bouncing back? Who isn't, and what other players should we be on the lookout for to bust on us and do what these players did in the first and second round in 2024, the Fantasy Football Show. It begins right now. Live from the FantasyFootballShow.com studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show, live Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Smitty is also live whenever news breaks. Live whenever news breaks. Live whenever there's a game and we need to review that. Live at 8 p.m. Eastern. We're a little late tonight, but, you know, we do it live. So sometimes when you do it live, uh, you have some some time uh, uh, constraints. But we're here like we are every single Monday through Friday. And there's so much to talk about in rela- in relation to bust candidates for 2024. I mean, it is such a, a, a tough conversation to have with people. Just like last year when we talked about the potential of Eckler busting, the potential of Kelsey busting, but we all kind of, in general, in the fantasy football population said, you know what, let's let it ride one more time on Kelsey. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. That didn't work out so well. And so we do have to have the very tough conversation about Christian McCaffrey because everyone's going to want to act like, yeah, you keep doubting him. He's going to burn you. True. But Austin Eckler had as unbelievable of a year coming out of his 27-year-old season as McCaffrey did. Ziggy, how old is Austin Eckler?
2: Austin Eklund is 28 years old. Ziggy, how
1: old is Christian McCaffrey?
2: Sorry, I didn't catch that. Ziggy,
1: how old is Christian McCaffrey? A son of a B, bro. Christian
2: McCaffrey is 27 years old and was born on... June Ziggy, Saturday off. Night. My
1: point being is the pathway... That Christian McCaffrey, I know he's Christian McCaffrey, but so was Austin Eckler. you got to remember, Austin Eckler was Austin Eckler. Everybody said, yeah, you doubt him, you're going to be a fool. He doesn't, he he gets little mileage because he catches a lot of footballs. Christian McCaffrey will be, I'm not saying Christian McCaffrey will bust. That's not what this is about. I have gone on record so far this entire offseason, which began the moment week uh, 17 concluded, right? I've been on here in repetitious fashion saying that it's riskier to doubt McCaffrey than it is to trust in him and I still firmly believe that to be the case however to what degree to what end and I'm here to tell you I cannot endorse anybody putting all their eggs in one basket in McCaffrey because Austin Eckler was 27 years old coming out of the 2022 season, looking like a monster, walked into this past season we just played in 2023 in the same age group, the same production level, the same everything that that uh, McCaffrey's walking into. You just have to consider it. You have to. And if you draft this man in, let's say, three out of three leagues, you are running the risk of having what just happened with Travis Kelsey. Put your mind in the headspace you were in the offseason. Kelsey was a lock. He was older, but don't worry about it. We'll worry about it when it comes. He was a lock. Put yourself in the headspace you were in when you entered 2023. And Austin Eckler was the number three overall pick. The number three overall pick. And that was a man I told you not to draft. Now, granted, I had my questions about a few players that delivered. I didn't want to put all my eggs in one basket in Christian McCaffrey at all. And he delivered. Had I done that, would have been an amazing year across every single league. In the leagues I have him, he did well. He did amazing. He won me a league. Like, what are you going to say? But in a league where you had Eckler, in a league where you had Cooper Cup, who fell off this list right toward the end, but he finished as number player 111, 111. Um, Nick Chubb, Saquon Barkley, Stefan Diggs, uh Travis Kelsey. Y- you had any of these 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 older players like Diggs, like Kelsey, Nick Chubb, you could say he's not an older player, but a big injury history. These guys, these guys dropped off. They just dropped off. Diggs dropped off massively. You know what's crazy is when I went to go look at where Diggs actually placed, I was expecting it to be in the 30 plus territory. I'm like, okay, this guy can't possibly have finished in like the 20s, right? 20 25, 26, 27. Stefan Diggs finishes number 25 overall, which makes him less of a bust than a lot of these guys that are tagged a bust for 2023, but he's still a bust nonetheless. He was 10 overall, he played as number 25 overall player, right? But the reason he was a major bust at the end of the day no matter what is his drop off. Diggs is 30 years old walking into this upcoming season. The D- Diggs turns 31 during the year. Ziggy, how old is Stefan Diggs? Stefan Diggs is 29 years old. He's
2: not he 29. 29th, Ziggy,
1: isn't Stefan Diggs 30 years old? Ziggy, isn't Stefan Diggs 30 years old? He doesn't understand.
2: Stefan Diggs is 30 years old. He's a liar. Ziggy,
1: you're making me look like a fool. He's saying he's 29. He's saying he's 30. Believe me, he's 30 years old. He's born in 1993. He'll be 31 at the end of this season. Ziggy's confused. November's in the past, Ziggy. I'm sorry. I don't know that. Yeah, you don't know anything. You don't really... What good are you? You're the worst co-host in the history of fantasy football. He's 30 years old. He turns 31 this season. Look at Diggs at 30, well, 29 years old. He turned 30, but 29 years old. Look at him. 10 10 receptions, 102 yards, one TD. Uh, Three TDs in week number four. One TD in week number five. One TD in week number seven. One TD in week number nine. He was an absolute monster. 102 in week one. 111 yards in week three. 120 yards in week four. uh, 121 yards in week five. 100 yards in week six, 70 yards, 86 yards. Diggs, like you forget. Like I didn't even realize Diggs had had this good of a start to the season because we got so used to him from week 10 on, crapping the bed all the way out. One touchdown, nothing. Diggs was an absolute travesty the second half of the season and and he was thirty years old. Thirty years old is the, kith, the 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 kick to the nads, the kiss of death. Ziggy, how old is Cooper Cup? You better not fail me here. Cooper
2: Cup is thirty years old. Thank you. He Cooper Cup. Cup thirty.
1: Digs thirty. It, it, it's 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 a certain age, people. You have to you have to accept the age of decline. It's it's not always one hundred percent. There there will be outliers. There will be outliers occasionally, but you can't bet on them. You can't even know when they're going to fully happen. Now, Christian McCaffrey gets a pass because it, it feels like I said it's more risky to doubt McCaffrey than it is to trust McCaffrey. So you just check sleeper. He's thirty. That's what I just said, Brian. And, and it's crazy to think about, like, McCaffrey falling off. It is, but you've got to put yourself in the headspace of this time last year. It was crazy to think that Kelsey was going to drop off. It was crazy to think that Eckler was going to drop off. Don't put all your eggs in one basket with McCaffrey. That's my lesson of the day. I know we need to, to believe in him to, to some degree because, again, it feels riskier to doubt him, but he's 28 years old. He's 28 years old. 28 years old. Ziggy, how old is Aaron Jones? God, he is the worst. Ziggy, how old is Aaron Jones?
2: Aaron Jones is 29 years
1: old. 29 years old. When did he turn 29? He just turned 29. He was 28 years old. Who missed the majority of the season? Aaron Jones. Ziggy, How old is Alvin Kamara, who played amazingly, who was suspended? Alvin
2: Kamara is 28 years old. 28 years old.
1: Ziggy, off. Who vanished right at the tail end of the season? Alvin Kamara. Does everybody understand that 28 years old is the kiss of death for running backs? It is. It just is. It doesn't mean you can't, like Aaron Jones, ball out in the playoffs. But, But he was injured all year. You can't, if Aaron Jones finishes on an amazing tear, you cannot expect him to do that in 2024. Aaron Jones, Alvin Kamara, maybe Christian McCaffrey, he probably plays elite for the amount of games he's on the field, but how many games will McCaffrey miss? He's almost sure to miss a handful of games. That's going to be the problem. That's where you've got to figure out how do you back yourself up in a way that. You're, you're going to be fine. McCaffrey misses three, four games. You plug somebody else in. Some total 17 starts of one draft one draft slot, essentially, or one starting slot. McCaffrey and most of it, three or four games, somebody else. Some total 17 complete starts combined with both those players never playing together, but interchanging them, you've got running back one production. That's how you survive. And maybe that player's Eli Mitchell. Maybe it's Eli Mitchell and Mason together. Maybe it's not another player like Ty Chandler or or this year's version of it or uh, Tajay Spears or whatever the case, whatever player you use to uh, supplement the games missed by McCaffrey. McCaffrey's going to miss time. Aaron Jones just missed time. Alvin Kamara just missed time. Eckler dropped off. 28 years of age is the kiss of death for RBs. We have to be concerned about it. We have to be. We have to be. We have to be. We have to be. Ziggy, how old is Keenan Allen? Ziggy, how old is Keenan Allen? You son of a B. Keenan
2: Allen is 31 years
1: old. 31. He was born on April 27, 1990 Ziggy, off. Who fell off at the end? Who vanished? Who got hurt? Keenan Allen. Who got hurt at 30? Cooper Cup, who fell off and vanished at 30 years old, digs. It's going to continue. You have to be careful. Wide receivers, it's the big 3-0. Running backs, it's the big 2-8. And there's nothing you can do about it. There's You can't avoid it. You can't run away from it. The only thing, and as Vampy just brought up here, this is the only thing that is the outlier of, above outliers and you can't even count on that because you can't see it coming is the only problem vampy it's a great point Mostert is 31 years old but Mostert has not been a workhorse his entire career. This conversation centers around studs that have been doing it their entire fantasy career. When to give up on the top 5-10 to 10 player. Mostert doesn't qualify in this conversation because Mostert hasn't been doing it year over year over year over year over year. Over year. Eckler has. Kamara has. Aaron Jones has. These are top 10 running backs. These are top 10 wide receivers. These are not spot duty guys that get to come in at 31 with a little bit different situation, but Mostert's injury history is so crazy. I I, I give it almost a 0% chance he can make it through 90% of a season or even 85% of a season at full workload capacity. He's not going to do it. This is why A-Chan is so valuable in 2024 because he'll probably hang on to his 1A to Mostert's 1B starting lineup job and he's probably not going to make it through the season and they're not going to draft a num- another bigger name running back. So Mostert is the best thing that could happen to A-Chan walking into 2024. This is an unbelievable situation. I don't trust Mostert. I don't trust him. I like him. Would I cuff him to HN? Yeah. If people doubt Mostert and his ADP is a lot lower than it should be, given what he did, because people are smart and they know replication of what Mostert did this year is not likely. Think of it like Jamal Williams scoring 85,000 touchdowns in 2022. Nobody thought he was going to be worth anything walking into 2023, and he wasn't. Now Mostert's in a little bit different of a, a bucket because he is still going to be vaulted into the the forefront. So he has a lot more value than Jamal did coming out of Jamal's huge, you know, 17 was is 17-18 touchdown season. But Mostert is absolutely going to get a shot, but he's not going to stay healthy. He's not. He's the he's one of the most injury prone players in the National Football League. He did get banged up at the end of the season anyway. He's leaving the season injured, so it's not like he ended on a high note necessarily. And A-Chan is in a golden situation to be planted in a, an environment where he's too big of a name to draft a big-name running back. A-Chan's too big of a name to draft a big-name running back. That's two reasons the Dolphins won't draft a big-name running back. So Mostert is the best thing that ever happened to, to Devon Achan 2024. You can't use Mostert, and I know you weren't Vampy, you're just asking. You can't use Mostert as an outlier example. Not to mention, did you see Mostert coming? No. Did you see McKinnon coming? I mean, we did on the channel. We said pick him up and and grab this kid and use him but like in a general sense in like the early offseason not developmental okay most are developed into an amazing player Uh, uh mckinnon developed into an amazing player it was about how quickly do you jump on the train but for the most part you couldn't see mckinnon's Initial rise, you couldn't see Mostert's initial rise to this degree. And so outliers won't qualify because you're not gonna necessarily see them coming. If if a 30 year old or a 31 year old or a 32 year old Cordaryl Patterson popped out of nowhere at a ripe age of whatever the hell he was, 87 years old. This is not something that is an exact science, but is very damn close. 28 years of age. If you just turn 28, you have a better shot, especially if your name's Christian McCaffrey, okay? McCaffrey walking into 2024, better odds that he stays relatively healthy, explodes. But here's what I think could happen, and I'm not saying this will for sure happen. I'm saying it could happen. What happened with Tyreek Hill? What happened really with Christian McCaffrey because McCaffrey got injured at the end of the year. At the end of the day, he, he, he did get banged up, right? Um, I think what happened to Tyreek Hill specifically is what you might get out of Christian McCaffrey next year. Amazing season, and then he takes it easy at the end. And then you're like, son of a B. You know, like, Tyreek, Tyreek Hill got everyone to the semifinals, almost. Or at least the playoffs, at least the first game. Tyreek Hill was not helping you win a game. Tyreek Hill was not there at the end of the day. I wonder if that's going to be the the sum total of your Christian McCaffrey experience. Does what Tyreek Hill did this year. Blows up. Or does what McCaffrey himself did this year. Blows up all year long. But like Hill getting banged up at the end. I just envision that potentially happening with Christian McCaffrey. So you've got to be careful. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Your boy's not telling you. To avoid Christian McCaffrey. I'm just telling you, if you got the 1.1 in three leagues and redraft. side by side by side, you take Christian McCaffrey, young man, in one of those, that is on Smitty's orders. But you make damn sure you don't take three copies of him. You make damn sure one of those is Brees Hall or JJ or Gibbs or Tyreek Hill. A combination, you make damn sure you're diversifying your fantasy football portfolio, or you will be in a world of hurt if you put in three Christian McCaffreys uh in, in, in the in both in all three of those lineups. Um it's just not smart drafting. Not at 28 years old. It's just look look at the numbers. Look at look at everything in front of you. And Let's put Diggs' uh, little graphic away, which is, again, this is so shocking. I don't know if everybody else felt that way when you look at Diggs's beginning of the year at 29. <laughs> look at him at 29, look at him at 30. Look at him at 29 years old, and he turns 30, look at him at 30. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Completely dropped off. And you might say he'll do okay next year. Would I buy him at at seller-dweller pricing? Sure. Is he going to be a seller-dweller? I don't know. We'll have to figure out if that's uh, possible. Uh, Josh Jacobs bust, 13 overall. Derrick Henry surprisingly did not bust in 2023. He is the outlier that nobody should be saying opened a wormhole Or gateway or created a blueprint for other running backs. This is the anomaly above all anomalies. It should not make you start thinking running backs can survive the 28-year-old curse. Because we just saw a bunch of them not. Amon Ross St. Brown, smash. Tony Pollard, bust. AJ Brown, look. Smash, but really kind of tailed off and and didn't help people at the end. It's kind of like the Tyreek Hill thing. It's like, how do you say that they had a bad season? But they definitely felt like they didn't deliver what they should have. Josh Allen, one of the best picks in the draft. And this is why I went live on the Josh Allen second round lock video. You might want to go back and watch. It's got a picture of a padlock. Josh Allen, it's a second round padlock. He's a lock in the second round for me. Look at this man. Look at this man. This man's an unbelievable marvel. He's a fantasy football machine, and he was at pick 18, and he absolutely smashed for people. You could argue he deserves first-round consideration. You won't need to take him there. I have great news. You don't need to take him there. The market value for a quarterback in a 1QB in almost any circle is not first-round. Never going to be, won't be. The pressures of taking somebody that high are too great, and, and that's a, a false pressure. I might tell you. It's a fabrication of regurgitated content in the fantasy industry that's telling you that Josh Allen doesn't deserve a 12-13 turn pick because he absolutely does. But no, no young man, you do not take him there because you don't need to. You take Josh Allen where you can get away with getting Josh Allen. And that's going to be probably middle of round two. He's an absolute monster. Uh, Devontae Adams, look, he actually got near... Nearer to his ADP than a lot of these guys. So he got the I didn't bust, but I didn't like explode. I was a mediocre pick that kind of pulled my weight at the end of the day, but certainly a disappointment given the expectation level. Jalen Hurts, whether you want to crap on his playoff performance or what, this guy was QB2 and he dropped fire. And are we worried about his future? Absolutely. But look where he finished or look where he was ranked comparatively to where he finished him and Josh Allen. Absolutely help people win leagues. Garrett Wilson, complete bust. Not his fault. Doesn't matter. Just like when someone says, Hey, you can't put Nick Chubb over here, Smitty. How do you call Nick Chubb a bust? He got injured, Smitty. A a, a player getting hurt can't be a bust. Yes, they can. They can, Bob. This is, this is my show, Bob. And I'll tell you what a bust is on my show. You can do what you want with it in your little world. But if you don't deliver on your ADP... You busted. It doesn't matter. Joe Burrow. I love Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow busted. If you drafted Joe Burrow, that pick was a bust for you. It's not about, oh, let's be sentimental. Let's be sensitive. Let's be be sensitive and correct about how we term. We don't want to offend Joe Burrow. What if he's watching? He busted on you. You drafted Joe Burrow. He busted on you. You drafted Jamar Chase. He busted on you. Bijan Robinson at five. He busted on all of us. He still did absolutely phenomenal given the situation, and we know what's coming. We're smart enough to know the whole world got screwed, including Bijan, on the usage, but he still didn't deliver his top five. I can't come in here and start saying, oh, I really landed my Bijan Robinson prediction. He finishes running back nine, which is su- super amazing considering, but he didn't deliver top five overall value. He delivered Bijan Robinson. He finished as... Uh, 39 overall player in in general across different scorings it's going to be different but 35 to 39 overall that's not top 5 overall that is a bust that is a bust we cannot sit here and dance around and play pity patter uh, uh, pancake whatever you call that thing and say let's hold hands Let's all be very sensitive about this situation and say, Oh, but Nick Chubb, he got injured. Oh, but we can't we can't sit here and say uh, that uh, Garrett Wilson, he, you know, he's so great. He is great, but he busted. We took this man at the 12-13 turn, and I take responsibility for that. I couldn't see Aaron Rodgers' Achilles coming. So, I... I don't know what to tell you on this stuff like Najee Harris he busted doesn't matter how good he finished he busted Alave I want to say Alave didn't bust but he did not deliver especially if you took him high but he's a phenomenal player ETN smash Waddle bust Garrett Wilson bust this is crazy when you think about it you have three players that didn't bust you know, Mahomes was like a, a almost bust, kind of bust. It really was, when you think about it, given the expectation. Somebody drafting him or many people moving his ADP to 11, which was crazy. Eckler was already a bust this year, says Pure100Mustard. No, he wasn't, bro. What are you talking about? Eckler was already a bust this year, so... No, Mustard! He wasn't. He was the number three overall pick. What in the hell are you looking at? What are you talking about? What are you talking... Don't try and act like... Bro, I'm the one that said don't draft him. Because he was going three overall. What are you talking about? This is crazy when you think about it. One, two... Well, we'll just say nine... Nine over here, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 players out of the top 25. 15 players out of the top 25 busted in 2023. That is absolutely asinine. That is, that is crazy. That is 60%. 60% of the entire top 25 busted. Mustard says, "I thought you were looking at ahead to 2024." No, bro. This we're, we're, this 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 is 2023 ADP data. It's it's right on the screen, mustard. <laughs> Jeez. You know, that's all right. I appreciate you. Uh, okay. So. Uh, I guess where we go from here, 60%, it's insane, 60%, uh, Brian keeps looking up, everything. <laughs> that's what I just said, again Brian, <laughs> Brian's like, a day late dollar short Brian, Brian your live stream might be about 80, I don't know, 80 seconds behind, <laughs> okay, so hey, here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to tell you the players I think have a shot at not reoccurring in the bust category or failing us walking into this upcoming season. Okay, JJ clearly he's, he's not somebody you consider a bust. McCaffrey, draft him with caution, meaning draft him in one or two leagues. Do not put all your eggs in one basket. If you had three number one overall picks in one sit down in three separate leagues you're drafting back to back to back you do not take him more than once you take him in one third of those drafts if you have the number number one overall pick in three separate drafts you do not you do not you do not say oh well it's mccaffrey everybody said that about eckler everybody said that about kelsey including myself i i went against my better judgment Of using the age of decline. Knowing that the decline was very likely for Kelsey. I said you know what. Let's throw it to the wind. And it didn't work out well. Do not do that with three of your leagues. Do it with one. With McCaffrey. He deserves that. But get ready. Make sure you have a damn good backup plan. For the games that McCaffrey will in fact miss. Because he will miss a handful of games in 2024. JJ. He's fine. Eckler, don't go near him unless his ADP falls into the craziest territory you've ever seen in your life. Jamar Chase, he does not belong in the top four, given he can't sustain that value for an entire season year over year. If he falls to 10, 11, 12, we're back in. We love Jamar Chase. We love Joe Burrow, but we need to adjust and adapt their ADP or their value slightly. Chase, number four overall, too high. Bijan... I like him lower. We still don't know if Bill Belichick is headed over to Atlanta. He interviewed with Atlanta. That is not good news. It sounds like there's mutual interest between the two. We are really hoping that Maca- that uh, the Dallas Cowboys opportunity opens up for Bill Belichick. We'll have to see on that one. It's crazy when you really really think about it. Um I I do I'll, I'll be honest. I do kind of see I can envision Bill Belichick in Atlanta. We'll have to we'll have to wait and see on that one, but hopefully we have some other teams on here to 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 catch Bill Belichick's eye, right? So hang tight on Sirianni, hang tight on on the the main two situations that could pop up and be very very solid for for uh, Bill Belichick and other coaches. Um, there there's more coming. So Jamar Chase four overall, no thank you. Nine, ten, eleven, twelve overall, especially twelve, thirteen turn, love it. Um. Tyree Kill in redraft, I'm fine with this value. He he's breaching that territory of getting too old. Um, why? Because he's one of those fast twitch guys, and the hamstrings are going to go at some point. It makes everybody cringe to talk about doubting McCaffrey, doubting Tyreek Hill. No one's saying walk away from either of them. Again, like Tyreek Hill, like Christian McCaffrey, riskier to doubt them than to believe in them, but to a degree, to an extent, to one league out of three or four or five. So honestly, 20% of your leagues, you should not own more than 20% of your shares of Hill, or 20% of your leagues should consume Hill, No more than 20-25% of your league should consume Hill or Christian McCaffrey. Make sure you have at least 75% of your league not doubling down on players that are are teeter-tottering on the verge of falling off. Bijan, he disappointed. Oh, that's where I was at. Bijan, disappointed. I love him this year. We got to kind of wait and see on Bill Belichick and and what happens coaching staff-wise. But... He certainly could earn this value. I think five, six, seven is fantastic for Bijan. It's worth the risk. But because we don't know who's coaching, that becomes a don't put all your eggs in one basket. And then as we find out what's going on coaching staff wise and 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 what the structure of the team's going to look like, who's the quarterback? We can start investing more eggs in the basket and maybe uh, Bijan Robinson given how young he is, given how good he is. You could be more of an investor in Bijan than you are in Hill or McCaffrey. Maybe you, you 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 up it to like 40% of your league's. I'm okay with that. There's risks to that. You got to know that risk. Kelsey, depends where he goes, but he's a bottom 5 to 10 tight end option in 2024 if he even plays. And, and you could even say six to ten. Where does that put him ADP-wise? I don't know. We'll jump back into the, the Travis Kelsey conversation later once we know where his ADP is. Nick Chubb, I won't touch him. I, if he goes in like round five or six, maybe. But I have a feeling those Nick Chubb truthers, they want him to be healthy so bad. They want to pretend he's going to be good to go. This guy's had the absolute two worst knee injuries in the history of football. And he's had both of them where his knee, literally your knee bends like this. It doesn't go this way. In both cases, his knee went completely right angle that way and completely right angle to the side. Here's your knee, bends like this, right angle to the side, right angle forward. Complete right angle. Tor- just absolute arthritis in the making. Todd Gurley 2.0, where it's going gonna, it's gonna to be like he just can't even cut anymore. It's going to happen really quickly. I want nothing to do with Nick Chubb at high ADP. If he falls late, we'll get into that. Barkley, depends where he goes, but at the end of the day, my gut instinct is he's going to get hurt. You know, I'm excited about where he's going to go. We're going to have a Barkley board, just like we got a a Justin Fields board. I got to create it, um, where we talk about where he's going to go, what are the possible landing spots, where could Fields go. We're going to do that with Barkley. We're going to be excited for Barkley. We're going to be very amped up per game, per start. He should be phenomenal if he's in a great situation. But at the end of the day, I don't know that I'm super excited about having Saquon Barkley as my first or second round pick, given all the other options that are out there, because I don't think he'll stay healthy. He plays at 120%. We love him for that. We give him credit for that. That's a great characteristic of a guy that could just go out there and give 110%, 120% every single time. But this man runs himself into the ground. Puts himself in awkward positions. Puts his body, his knees, his ankles in very vulnerable spots because he he'll try and get every extra you know square inch. And it's great, but like Kittle, Kittle does that. Kittle's very very prone to injury. He had a great year this year. Kittle staves off injury pretty well, but but th- these guys, Kittle and Barkley and Gronkowski, Rob Gronkowski in the past, these are special animals inside their mind they're just like they they are absolute monsters when it comes to getting extra yardage nobody can compete with Barkley, Rob Gronkowski, George Kittle. These guys are extra yard monsters. And they'll get every extra square inch they can and they'll put their body at risk for it. And I just feel like Barkley at the end of the day, he could be a phenom for 10 straight weeks and then he suffers an injury. Where's his ADP though? I might be in in one league. Stefan Diggs, he's got to fall like two rounds. He's got to be a third, fourth round pick for me to love Stefan Diggs, even if he lands in a good spot. If he goes in the in the middle of round two because he's in, let's call it, Dallas or something, because I have a feeling they're getting rid of this guy, then I don't know. I don't know where I'd, I, I would place him, but definitely not round one or two. Mahomes, I don't know why he even climbed to 11 in this ADP data, but he did, and he's nowhere near anything but a third rounder, but I do like him in round three. CD Lamb, quite honestly, this is a conversation that seems so easy to be like, yeah, he's, he's the best ever, right? But what if McCarthy leaves? What if they bring in Bill Belichick? What if this offense changes and it's a defense and run game oriented situation? We don't fully know. Like We need the offense to stay the same. Kellen Moore had this system going vertical all the time. And when McCarthy took over play calling and Moore went to L.A., we had been stuck at a a place where we're contemplating downgrading or worrying about Lamb until, what did I say, the entire offseason. I think I said this every single time. I talked about CeeDee Lamb's situation. If you go back and watch it, it, it's, I believe Lamb in this offense will, if they try and run the ball, like McCarthy said, we're going to get back to running the damn ball. They're going to fail because this offense is built to pass. It's built to be a top five high octane offense. It's not meant to then display some of the passing attack into the rushing and make it this well-balanced, slow down tempo offense. And so, what I said was, if it doesn't work, which Pollard wasn't working, they would have to wiggle their way back and shimmy their way back to a Kellen Moore type of feel and throw the damn ball again. And as soon as they did that, Lamb was on fire. Lamb finished the year on a tear. Lamb was a monster. The problem is, if McCarthy's gone, which he may or may not be gone, um... I don't know what in the hell to think of, of CeeDee Lamb and McCarthy's not there. It's not the same system. It, it, there's talk about redoing a lot of things in Dallas. I don't know what's gonna be what to make of it. Right now, you'd have to tread lightly and understand that Lamb could take a hit value or maintain this top nine to really top five to ten value. I think if he was at 12, we'd smash that, right? That's packaging in all the risk. That was last year's ADP. This was September's ADP. Lamb's now going to go probably five or six. And that's where we got to be at
2: the
1: a little worried, right? I don't think Lamb at 12 is ever going to be something we see. Jacobs, don't go near him. I mean, it depends where he goes in his ADP, of course. If he has really good ADP, then we'll, we'll look into it. But if he's got anything close to second round ADP because he has a new landing spot, I'm not. I'm not on that train. Derrick Henry, where is he going to go? It's not going to be Tennessee, but this man will be 30 years old. Like, I understand he did it at 28. I understand he did it at 29. But he was very, very taxed at the end of the game. He's worn out. And it's gonna catch up to him. Maybe he has a couple big games, but he looks like he's running in mud between the tackles. And if you get him an open space, you're good to go. But it's hard to do that. Where is he gonna land? Nowhere near top two round value. Amar Ross St. Brown was an absolute steal. He's going in the top seven. He's worth it. Tony Pollard, you won't even have to worry about Tony Pollard. Who's Tony Pollard at this point? AJ Brown. I don't know if he's going to linger in this territory ADP-wise next year, but I'm really concerned about where his headspace is. I, I did a video uh, a post, and, and we did a video here too. Has he played his last snap in, in, in Philadelphia? We don't know. He scrubbed his social media from Philly. There's unrest on this team. The locker room might have been lost. Sirianni, Sirianni might have lost the locker room. Will Sirianni be fired, Etc. cetera, et cetera. Uh, I keep checking uh, Twitter right now. Uh, to see if there's any updates or anything like that. I will keep you posted as soon as I know anything. But uh, we're definitely, definitely breaching on a territory where we don't really know what in the hell is going on in Philly walking in the next year. A.J. Brown could be elsewhere. He could be in Philly. You can pretend like he's not going anywhere, like you've got some inside track on this, Bob. But the truth is no one knows, and he's unhappy. Maybe the unhappiness subsides if Sirianni's removed. All those things could be at play. Uh, Josh Allen is absolutely going to earn this 18 overall value. I don't know that he'll have 18 overall value. This is last year's ADP. Devontae Adams, he's a year older. Ziggy, how old is Devontae Adams? Devante Adams is 31 years old. He was born on December
2: 24th, 1992. Isn't it fitting? City, Ziggy, off.
1: Oh. Yes, Isn't it fitting that he had a bad year? He did... End up reviving it as your boy said could be possible under the tutelage of a new coach, a new quarterback, a new like system, a new feel, a new regenerated, you know, hope in in Las Vegas. O'Connell was Adams's only hope, is the phrase I used over and over in the offseason. The only hope was O'Connell, and Adams ended up doing pretty well. He had a couple big games that helped him get to a certain number, but he had a lot of bad games as well. Adams is 31 years old, turning 32. And I just explained to you that 30 is the drop-off year. 31 is why you saw Sporadic Adams. He was 31. That was not a good year to be. He is older. You need to walk away unless his ADP falls. Hertz, he'll be in the third round. You don't have to worry about this ADP. He earned it, though. You can say whatever you want about his postseason. He earned this ADP. He smashed 20 overall ADP. He was QB two. And quite honestly, I think he's a steal in the third round. I I, I don't I don't agree with anybody. I love CJ Stroud. I love CJ Stroud. And you could argue Stroud over uh over Hertz. I'm fine with that in round three, too. Cause the Stroudosphere is in the building. Um, One of one says Smitty fell in love with The Eagles Bro, Stroud del- Hurts uh, delivered This is a fantasy football show My guy And Hurts crushed So I don't know what you're talking about Um, Frank I'm taking Tank if he falls A lot of you are debating Tank, Dell, and Collins And that's to be expected And that's going to be a debate We have long into the off Into the off season time. Because truly, it could be. By by the way, guys, there's a Stroud emoji now. If you guys want to drop the Stroud emoji, it's it's available and ready to go. Punch it, do it live.
0: Three, two, one, zero, zero.
1: Doing it live, doing it live, Stroud, baby. Um, okay, so Alave, don't go near him at this value, but he should fall so far into the fourth or fifth round, you'll get him as a steal. Najee, I don't care how good he finished. I don't necessarily want to go near that. I don't even like this Steeler situation until I know what's going on. Uh, Garrett Wilson, I love his value. I, I don't think he climbs much higher than this. He'll be in the second round at the earliest. Aaron Rodgers and him could create some, some waves and buzz as we walk into the the uh, the early off-season or even middle of the off-season to make Garrett Wilson climb for sure. Okay. Um, dial into the phone lines. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. Dial in to thy show. Use promo code SMITTY. Use promo code SMITTY. Bijan looked great week one, and then he'll be taking rookie Dell. What are you saying? Bijan looked great week one, and then he'll, he'll yeah. Hell yeah, I think you're saying. I'm taking the rookie Dell that gets open at will versus anybody, says Frank. I don't
2: blame you, Frank. Um, pancake Stack. The stack above all stacks. It's time to drop the pancake emojis in the live chat.
1: Smitty not sold on DJ Moore. I, I mean, I, I who's going to be quarterbacking? In, in Chicago. I, I loved him with Fields. Is Fields going to be there? Will Fields be on the move? Feels like Fields will be on the move. I don't know that Fields will be in Chicago. Um, He could be. But my sense is that. And what I'm hearing is that the Bears. If he had finished on a terror in that final contest. I think they'd be very pressured. I don't think they feel as pressured right now. I think they don't want to risk all of their jobs on a player that they felt like they struggled to coach. Even if he's a good player in their mind, they struggled to get him where they wanted to get him regardless, and I think they might be looking for a different type of passer in Chicago. I don't think they want Fields there. I don't think the staff feels like they can get the most out of him. I want Fields to go to the Falcons or the Commanders. I really believe the Commanders are are a potential trade partner for Fields, but I also think as the Commanders, you don't get a shot to get a pick this high very often, and so you're very tempted to use it on a quarterback and grab a JD5. If JD5 goes to Washington, where JD5 is sitting, I mean, think about it from this perspective. This guy right here, Adam Peters, Niners just let him go. They should have promoted him a while ago. They didn't. They should have made him GM last year, moved John Lynch to a a role above Adam Peters because they needed to keep Adam Peters. Adam Peters is more important than anybody in some respects in that Niners organization. I don't know that people really understand that or know about that. Phone line's broken. I'm sorry. Phone line's open again. I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't have it up. It's loaded now. Adam Peters is the king of consuming and amassing talent. Adam Peters is going to bring in the best talent. Adam Peters wouldn't allow uh, phone line should be open now. Adam Peters wouldn't allow this team to not have a good quarterback, I don't believe. I think he'll do everything in his power to bring in a, a Justin Fields or they're going to draft somebody, which is why he took smartly Adam Peters knows what he's doing. This is like Casario over in Houston. These are the two, two of the best GMs in football and peters is a brand new gm he was an assistant but now he's a gm over in washington uh casario and adam peters know what they're doing because houston just did what i believe washington's about to do it all starts from the top this guy peters is a mastermind he found kittle i don't know how much but i'm pretty sure it had a lot to do with purdy because he's a late round, he's 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 he contributes in the entire draft in terms of scouting and finding talent. And Purdy was the last pick in the draft, so pretty sure Purdy was a a Adam Peters guy. Peters is going to absolutely find um uh, his his big dog. He's gonna find his his guy through the draft. It's either gonna be JD five, which I think Peters is gonna absolutely know. Uh, that he's the guy, or maybe they draft Penix Jr. and surprise everybody. I know everybody thinks that he's dropped out of the first round, but you have have Drake May as well. Drake May would be good in Washington. Drake May would be fantastic. Um, Washington is going to turn heads. Everybody laughed. Everybody laughed at Houston when they started to turn things around. The moment that uh, Casario traded away Watson... That was the moment things turned around and nobody really was paying attention to, to what Houston was doing because they were a laughing stock. That was before he got, he was there to fix everything and he got there to fix it and started work, uh, getting to work right away, got rid of Watson, the best trade probably in, in the last two decades, tied to the worst contract that the Browns gave Deshaun Watson in our lifetime. And this team started to turn things around. This guy Peters is going to absolutely do the same thing in Washington. He knows what he's doing, and and I put Bill Belichick here. I should remove that because it looks like it was done. I just put him there as a. I think it's a quiet, quiet landing spot for for Bill. Just a quiet, kind of crafty landing spot. Just because he's going to have everything he needs. He's going to have a GM that I think maybe Bill at this stage in his career might be open-minded to doing less and just focusing on coaching the team. I think that together they could pick the right quarterback. The fact that the Washington Commanders have the number 2 overall pick that puts Belichick in a place where he doesn't have to do a lot of guessing and trying to pick the the scraps of the remaining quarterbacks. I'm not saying that it's it's a it's a landing spot that that can necessarily happen. It's kind of one that I think would be It would be unusual. Um, I don't know how much I like a JD5 or a Penix Jr. under Bill Belichick's command. Um, So I just put that there. I'm just saying it's a possible landing spot. If I had to choose, I don't want Bill to be in Washington. I want maybe a a Johnson. I want want Johnson and Peters (laughs) on the same team. Pause. I mean, is that so much to ask? It's only fitting. Peters and Johnson, Johnson and Peters. Sounds like a law firm or a movie, a late-night movie on Cinemax. Uh, let me go over to uh, to Travis. You're live.
3: Um, yeah, I mean, like you said, if Belichick went to Washington, he wouldn't be the GM. And I don't think uh, Atlanta would have him be the GM either because the GM there is pretty good. I think he's – yeah. He's, not going anywhere either, I, so. I don't I don't think That's Bill' kind of silver lining with that
1: yeah I don't think Bill has to be the GM though I I, I don't I think
3: if he stayed in I think if he stayed in New England he had to but going somewhere else I don't think he yeah. I think he's willing to give it up
1: <clears throat> yeah I don't think I don't, don't like think I don't think it's a must at England. this point I really don't I don't think he's gonna look at it that way
3: no I mean it would it would let him just coach which is what which is what you want him doing ultimately. Yeah. Just coach to play. I mean, if he has a good offensive coordinator and he has a good quarterback, he's not going to hurt too much. I know his offensive philosophies might, you know, like a lamb might knock his numbers down a little or whatever, but, like, I don't know, like, if Kirk Cousins went to Atlanta, I think that would be okay, as long as Cousins is healthy, obviously. Yeah. Something like that. But um, I was calling to ask... um, with ETN, he had, what he end up, like a number three running back or something. But, yeah. Um, someone in the chat made a good point of how they, he had a lot of carries for you know, for him anyway, 267. And then ended up with only 3.8 yards per carry. And um, I still like him a lot. But What do you see next year for him? You think... You think they're going to try to bring someone else in or use Bigsby more? I mean, Bigsby didn't do much when he had
1: his chances. So. Yeah, I think it's a good question. I, I think I, I think ETN's probably riskier than than anything if he goes, like, super high. Like, if you're talking about top 14 overall, it feels a little risky. But, but if he's a cemented in mid-second-round pick, I'm okay with that. I just don't think I'd want him as my first-round pick. So again, this is ADP from yeah. September. Uh, if anybody's in here, um, this is not the ADP now or anything like that. This is the ADP in September, and we're just we're just taking it. Uh, we're just taking a look at it. And and I already, if you want to rewatch the replay, if anybody's getting here late, I kind of went through who I think could bounce back and who I think will drop and where their ADPs could be. Just kind of going over in general, not as a reflection of a remember when. I always hate that content. It's more of a take it and then what do we make of it, you know? And so we did all that with the entire top 25. But 60% of the top 25 busted. Why did they? We broke that down or what we thought was some of the cases and, and would it continue with those specific players? We broke that down. So make sure you watch the show over again if you missed it. Um, yeah, ET, ET, ETN, I, I no, I was speaking to everybody in general. But ETN, I don't, I don't know that I would want them in the top 12. Um, but I definitely love him mid to late, specifically late second round that I'm okay with.
3: Um, like, I know it depends on if they bring in a, bring in another, um, running back, but like ETN or Rashad White, like, who would you have? Or Pacheco too, like, you know, those type e- of guys. Pro- yeah, they're you, all, you know. prefer ETN?
1: They're all risky. And, and I know somebody might say, "Oh, wait! What do you just say? Rashad White's risky. He is risky because Rashad White is, you know, maybe potentially going to be facing some competition because um, there it's been made known they want to bring in potentially from from a few sources somebody to allow him to not." take on so much of between the tackle work, which he hasn't been great at. It's been like 3.5 to 3.7 yards per carry all year long. He's been amazing in the receiving game. So there's some risk of taking Rashad White too early. I still love him. He's one of the best pass catching backs in the National Football League. ETN's got the maybe over usage, like you talked about. And then uh, who's the other player? Pacheco. Pacheco's got the injury history and probably not the pedigree or the the likelihood to remain healthy on the field Getting all the work that he needs year, uh, Week after week after week To be a second rounder I would say ETN Then White Then Pacheco in that order
3: Yeah, And Pacheco not a second Richard rounder White got 200, Richard White got 270 carries as well
1: I know That's a lot, that's a lot for a guy getting 3.7 yeah. 3.6 a pop Right. And, I, and that's not to tear down Rashad White. We we love him. He was a Moon Man. He was he was a part of the first class of Moon Men. Oh yeah. So we Definitely. we love him here. And, and admittedly, I I didn't think he would get as much production, and he had to through the air because clearly three point seven to carry He wasn't doing it on the ground. Three point six, three point seven. So he had to do it through the air, and he did. And I didn't expect Baker to be as good as he is. I admit that. I admit that.
3: Yeah, but yeah. Baker was good. Baker um, Baker's still I playing would, good. I, I would, mean
1: I mean he's he's been he's been phenomenal this year. But I, I don't yeah, I, I lot of credit. Yeah, of course don't uh don't feel like Baker's you know gonna necessarily be a fantasy football relevant, no. you know, no. quarterback, but like wow, what what a nice story. You know, that guy was written off. No. Him and Goff, it's really nice to see him and Goff both advancing in this playoff bracket here and, and just saying like, yeah, especially against mm. each other. Two doubted quarterbacks. Yeah, you know, the two doubted forward, guys.
3: Former number one overall. Yeah, one overall That got cast away. Yeah,
1: yeah. But I, I would just say, yeah, I do. I do love Pacheco. Obviously, guys, he was a moon man. Of course, I love Pacheco. I, I know somebody saying Pacheco is going to have an amazing year. and you know. I, I, like Pacheco. I like Pacheco a lot. Um, but you know, he he runs really hard. There's some injury <laughs> risk, and then you know, of course, you just got to make sure. The thing about the the Chiefs is they they always make you feel like they're going to go in a certain direction at the end of the year with their quarter, that they're running back. And then they they don't do what you think they're going to do the next, you know, September and October. It's just, it's it's year over year. So there's some risk to it. I'm not saying that Pacheco is not breaking that mold and that they're totally on board with Pacheco. They seem to be. But I think to, to take him in like the top of round two or mid-round two feels way too early. He's he's a pretty damn good third-round pick, but a not-all-eggs-in-one-basket type of guy. I would not draft Pacheco in three out of three leagues in the top, a top of round three. Yeah. I'd want him in one league, but not the second round. No. that's I, I like him. I want him in one league, but I don't want him in every league, and I don't want him in anything higher than round three. I, I like him a lot. And super. He's know- a moon man. We had him on the moon man list for a reason. Yeah, right. All right. To the moon. And he balled out. Sebastian, you're live. Uh, hang tight, Travis. Yeah. Hey, Smitty,
4: I, I'm going to say this now. I think Tyreek Hill is way more riskier of a pick than CMC, and I think he's got bust written all over him.
1: Well, I think I think both of them have a high level of risk that no one's going to want to accept. And I can't promise you that cuz I'm an adjusting and adapt person. I can't promise you I won't be out on one of them, if not both of them by September or be in the same stance that I'm at now, which is take them in one league, don't miss out on having them in case they have one more elite injury-free season because they will ball out per start. There's no sign of drop-off in CMC or Tyreek Hill. This isn't Todd Gurley, the Super Bowl, that year in the Super Bowl where the last couple weeks, nobody wanted to admit it, but I was in here. That was my first year on YouTube, I believe, and I did a a no Todd Gurley, no Todd Gurley, no Todd Gurley, 10,000 times video. You guys thought that was the first time I did it with HN. I did it with Todd Gurley, and the reason I did it is because I saw the drop-off. The drop-off had happened, and no one wanted to believe it. And so I don't think that's the case here with Hill and CMC. So what it's going to come down to is they're entering, both of them, their age of decline years traditionally for their position, and you just got to be very careful not to have too much invested. But I can't promise. I agree, I agree with you to an extent, obviously, because I've, I've been saying that Hill concerns me, You've got to take them in spots. You've got to make sure you diversify your fantasy football portfolio. Um, and, and the fact that Tyreek Hill went missing for everybody at the end of the year, you can't overlook that. You can't just be like, oh, it's fine. It's, I'm okay. I'm okay. No, you're not okay. You know, you're probably pretty pissed off at him. You know, and J, JJ's been, you know, didn't JJ go missing a week 17 last year? Not this year we just had, but the year prior. Didn't he like?
4: Yeah, he got shut down by Jair Alexander. Yeah,
1: so like, like redemption. that's two years in a row. JJ's disappointed as much as people want to pretend like he's invincible. That's two years in a row. Hill did it. Um, Christian McCaffrey, you know, like, Chase. yeah, Jamar Chase. Like, th- there's, there's a lot of disappointment going on across the board, and you know, you gotta, you gotta dig I to the weeds on it, that. You can't. Apps. But I mean, Hill and Last CMC year. will be. For the entirety of the offseason, I promise you, um, they will, they will be in a, a risky zone for me. But like I said, I don't know if I'll move them out of the... You need to have them in one league at least just because of how good they are. But I can't promise that both of them will stay in that territory for me. They One of them could get nudged out. And it wouldn't shock me if it was Hill. Uh, You know, we don't even know what that offense is going to look like. Miami Miami Mike McDaniel came out and said that, or somebody asked him if play calling duties, you know, could be removed from his purview. And he he said anything's on the table. I have a feeling that's just him being, he's punishing himself, you know, verbally. I don't think anyone in their right mind that is a decision maker is going to approve that. They're going to say, no, my guy. Your offense is one of the most lit offenses in the National Football League. It just didn't all come together, and Tua might be a problem. We might want to look for another quarterback and implement that quarterback in your amazing system, which will produce. Look how many years Shanahan struggled to get his team in a you know in a groove and able to go the distance. Miami might can't be so hard on himself or anybody be so hard on him that he hasn't done it yet when he's still relatively new to the offense you know in this in the in the team i mean he's still getting it going he's done amazing for his is his, his the, as long as he's been in in Miami so i think he's just inward you know disciplining himself but like we still don't fully know what is in store for hill but i i have a feeling hill's going to be amazing per start bro but at some point his hamstrings are going to become a problem you know look, look at Deshaun yeah, Jack- think- Deshaun Jackson quickest probably one of the quickest guys still in the nfl and he always kind of like comes back for a little while and then out of nowhere his hamstrings just like
4: yeah mike has also came out on the podcast too of the for the kelsey brothers saying that he he would trust an offensive coordinator trusting that they're looking at everything the offense is going up against and that they'd be calling the right thing to put the, themselves as the a team in a position to win so maybe he does that, maybe to build up the the team or whatever, to spend more time.
1: But I don't know what you just said. I don't
3: know it's
1: just Okay. Hey, Sebastian, hang tight. Uh, let me go um, over to let me go over to uh, go ahead, Travis, real quick, and then I'll go to Brogan, and then I'll go to Theo.
3: Uh, just, yeah, just real quick about the the Dolphins. And sorry ahead of time to the fans. I I, I really like their offense, but they might be looking to get into someone a little more. I mean, they're gonna ride out Tyreek Hill, but. They have guys that get banged up like A.J. A.J. isn't injury prone by any means. I love him. But, you know, he had a couple of injury issues. And then Waddle's always banged up. And now with Tyreek Hill getting older, he seems to be, you know, he, he might start getting banged up more. They, they may yeah. need to find
1: someone a well, little more consistent. Problem, you know, they lean on. problem is, they got the it. Offensive line, problem is, they got to go get a quarterback, though versus any of those big name like right. they, they can't worry too much about those. Maybe they get another RB, maybe. But they've got a, a good enough running back stable. Talent, right? It's I don't think they're worried about that. I think their their focus and their wide receiver room's fine. I, I, I think yeah, it could get banged up. I, I get it. But you gotta you gotta invest everything you have in getting a quarterback. Like Justin Fields would be unbelievable. You know, can you imagine it? Like no one ever yeah. mentions that. You never hear Justin Fields to Miami, you know, chatter. Oh, it's, it's odd. You know, yeah,
3: it's,
1: no, no, that <laughs> no, no one ever, no one ever mentions it. Like, why? Why is that not even brought up? Why can't, why can't that happen? Why can't the Miami Dolphins yeah. potentially cook something up and, and try and get Justin Fields? I mean, you never know. But if, if they brought well, in e- even a Penix Jr., who could fall, like everybody says, he could fall to the second round. Yeah. If Penix Jr. fell and you kept to a and you felt like you had to pull a plug on Tua, you know. You could, dra- you could even take Penix Jr. right here at nineteen and not not risk that he falls into round two at all. And he'd be a phenomenal quarterback in that. Can you imagine in Miami, Mike McDaniel's air attack? You put Penix Jr. Oh, wow. in there. He's an accurate quarterback. Oh, Unbelievable.
3: Like last 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 offseason, you were saying. They should have went and got Lamar Jackson. Just another team to add to the list, you know. Like
1: yeah, Lamar there, yeah. That for was that, that, that dynamic crew. I thought Miami Mike would look at Lamar. I, I was very, very wrong on that. I yeah. thought he, I thought he would look at him. But yeah, Miami, Dol- Miami Dolphins are, to be quite frank with you, like looking at it right now. You know, looking at the teams. I I know Cleveland's not on here. I mean, they're on here. You just see him in the corner from the Houston pick, and then Carolina. So everybody's here. And Houston. Everybody's here. Oh, Houston's up here too at 25. So you can like look at this to kind of just like get your mind right. And, and it's hard to absorb it all at once. But when it's right in front of your face, you can sit here and go, okay, what team needs a quarterback the most? And when I say that, I mean can win a Super Bowl if they get the quarterback. Really? I'm not saying the Falcons will right away, but they're certainly one of those teams that has the talent. But the answer is Miami. If Miami gets Fields... They have a a top six, top eight. They already do have a top six, top eight potential team. Imagine if they got Justin Fields. It would be be top four, top five in the NFL, almost locked and loaded. Uh, You know, you could say... I mean, you could say that the Giants as well, if they got Fields or somebody like that, that you felt a little more secure about. Aaron Rodgers still the Raiders could take them there. Raiders maybe they're they're not quite there yet. Their offense was putrid. They'd have to really really revamp. Adams is is you know another year older. I don't know how much he's got left in the tank, but that's an interesting place, sure. Uh, but but in terms of a quarterback landing somewhere and then a Super Bowl being possible, it's it's Miami. Yeah, Seattle could be there. Seattle and Miami. That that's a good one. Seattle, maybe even I don't want to say New Orleans yet, but like New Orleans is has a good team, and their window's closing anyway. So that by the time they even figure this out, I think Penix Jr. here for a lobby yeah. would be great in New Orleans. But Seattle, yeah. Penix Jr. in Seattle would be great. But really, it comes down to yeah, I I I don't know, bro. It's gonna be crazy. F- Fields needs to be in more conversations. I don't know why he isn't. Yeah. All right, hold on. Let me go over to uh, Brogan and then to Theo. Brogan, you're live.
0: Hey, how you doing, man?
1: What's up, Draven? I mean, Brogan, what's <laughs> up?
0: Okay, I'm doing great, man. Yeah, I, I just, one of my friends, he, we did a, we did a redraft league, but then we converted to a dynasty. So a lot of people kind of went into our startup league with the redraft mindset, which kind of screwed him. My guy, one of my friends, he was at the 10th pick. And at the turn, he picked both Tyreek Hill and Austin Eckler, and I'll say it right now: he uh, he was very much the, the the toilet bowl champion by the end of this year. So, like, it's amazing to me that like uh, how quickly some of these guys can fall fall apart just at just at the magical number of two eight shows up on their birth c- uh, certificate, and yeah, I think. Uh, Fields is just sort of in that Matthew Stafford equation where it's like he's been so mistreated and misused about? by his organization, where people just kind of just think, "Oh yeah, just the Field uses a bum." And I just think, I just he's honestly like that's the potential, you know. And I think if he just gets to the right team or the Bears, just I like, make the right decision. You yeah, know? I,
1: I think the Bears don't know how did. to use him. What, what I said earlier was, I think the Bears want to get rid of him. I agree with you the Bears want to get rid of them in my opinion because they don't know how to properly get the most out of them it's not necessarily their fault they want to coach a different quarterback they want a different quarterback Mm -hmm. in their system I think you you need a a different QB there you just need a different QB Caleb they can kind of reset the clock I think it gives polls more time to say hey I need another year if I don't get this it's resetting the clock it's a really creative way to do that too. Cause you can't really fire somebody who just got Caleb and is working with them. That's going to make a mess to start a new offense. And so he really does Mm -hmm. buy himself some time. Um, And I don't think they want to coach him. I don't think they want this quarterback. And, And so fields. Yeah. He gets a bad rap. He's inaccurate. All this stuff. But like he had a he had a bad situation where they didn't set him up properly. There's horrible play calls in the beginning of the year. You don't trip and fall into, I think it was week three and four or week four and five, where he was what a top one to three quarterback in both of those weeks. He was absolutely unreal in those two games. Everybody and their mother thought he was back to normal. And then they just kind of he had a good year, surprisingly, overall, but like it wasn't what we wanted, you know? It wasn't what anybody wanted. He needs to go somewhere where they'll properly build around him. And he needs to go somewhere where he's, they're acquiring, the team's acquiring him. Like if if he goes to, to Washington because Peters wants him to go to Washington, then they're going to build around him and that's a place he's wanted. He's not just sitting there and a staff comes on and they got to take over. And they're like, okay, this is what we got. We're handed this man. No, this will be their choice to go get him. So if he goes to Washington, if he goes to Denver on some aggressive move by Denver, I could see it happening. If he goes to Seattle, if he goes to Atlanta, those feel like the most likely landing spots for Justin Fields. The Falcons would be a very, very intriguing spot. And that would certainly, you know, obviously depends on what coach they have and all that too. But Ben Johnson mm-hmm. with a with a, a, a Fields in Atlanta would be fantastic. Ben Johnson in in Washington with was, Fields would be fantastic. Fields to Seattle would be unreal. It, it would just, he does get a bad rap. I agree with you. Okay, hold on, Brogan. Let me go over okay. to Theo. Theo, you're live.
2: Hello? Theo?
4: Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so... I went kind of risky. Um, drafting in Dynasty right now, I just traded the 306 and the 407 for the 2 4 in the startup for Superflex. Do you think I should? Um, and I can take Dijon, Breeze, Gibbs, or
1: the 102. Oh, a su- a startup. I, I thought you meant a rookie draft. I'm like, God, this is. I'm sn- I'm snoring here, bro. Second round, third round rookie pick. Okay, so you're talking about a startup. Okay, hit me with this again. Let me digest this over. Third round and a fourth rounder for a so second I rounder? I traded
4: amid the, the 306 and the 407 for the 2 4.
1: Okay, 2 4.
4: And I, so I pick now and then I pick in two picks. And the best options for me are Bijan, Brees, Gibbs. And the 102.
1: I probably or take...
4: AJ Brown and the Garrett Wilson, but I want the RBs or the pick.
1: I'd probably take Bijan or Brees, man. <laughs> um, Chat, who are you taking in a in a Bison dynasty startup? B oh, you can take two of them, back to back.
4: Yeah, because I'm I'm on two two point four okay. and two point six.
1: Yeah, I probably take. I mean, Gibbs would be amazing too. But are you guys with me, Bijan and Brees Hall, right? Bijan yeah. and Gibbs, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very much biased towards
0: Gibbs, but I'd say Brees and Gibbs just for the guarantee of the fact that they will get uh, production. I just know for a fact that Gibbs think. will get carries. I know I for a fact that. that Brees
1: will Brees. get carries. It's
0: tough. It's. Yeah, tough. I, don't, I don't think you can go wrong
3: with that.
1: Yeah. Of them. I mean, they're they're all all both of them. Well, Bijan, Brees,
4: and Gibbs between. Um, I think I'm taking Bijan, between um the. Brees and Gibbs are the 102. You yeah.
1: take uh Brees? At the 102 overall?
4: No, 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 no. The 102 in the... So, I I we draft kickers for placeholders. So, I can either draft the 102 or I can draft Brees or Gibbs with my next pick. I don't know what we're talking about. I'll
1: just tell you, I'm taking... Look, Bijan, Brees, and Gibbs are three of my top five top six overall dynasty startup players so the fact that you're getting
4: it's super flex
1: so who's your quarterback
4: but i already have lamar
1: okay so you have lamar well if we're just talking running backs there there are three of my top four or five dynasty running backs so i probably say give me Bijan. And give me Brees Hall. I love Gibbs. I want Gibbs too, but like something's got to give. It's not. It's not that I don't love you. Could go Brees Hall and Gibbs, but I mean Bijan. I like Bijan and
4: Brees.
1: Yeah, that I. I, nice. I just think. I just think Brees Hall is gonna be a monster. I mean, he was number three overall in the worst situation he could have been handed, and he he climbed out of it. He started off slow. They unveiled him slowly. He had no good quarterback or ball movement. Uh team was constantly, you know, penalties. You know, Brees Hall would have had even more than that. There's touchdowns that were called back. You know, and big plays that were called back for Brees Hall. Like, he would have had even a better year. I, I love Gibbs, but who finished number three overall for RBs? Bijan. I'm sorry, uh, Brees Hall. Who didn't? I love Gibbs, but he didn't finish near that high at all. Like, I love him. I love him. Absolutely love him. But Brees Hall just did it, and he did it in a very crappy situation. You can't go against Brees Hall, in my opinion.
4: Yeah, I agree.
2: I really like
1: Brees. All right. Yeah. Thank you. All right, Theo. Appreciate it. I'm gonna I'm going to bump you off the line because I'm going to circle everybody off. Uh, thank you, Theo. We'll yeah, see you later. Fun. Brogan, any final thoughts, Brogan?
0: Um I think Bill Belichick should we we I think the entire league should just kind of promise to just not hire uh Bill Belichick. He needs to go to that United Football League. Get him out of here. Just the fantasy people uh, R- Rogan Rogan, Twitter.
1: Rogan you all, and no no offense. I love you pal and the chat actually really really l- enjoys you. So never walk away thinking we don't we don't appreciate you here, but some I of know. the conversations you have are just spinning your wheels like Bill Belichick's going to be coaching in the NFL. This is a a a nothing burger conversation. I know you are, but it's a nothing burger conversation. Uh, What else? Give me something else. Give me something with substance, bro. Uh,
0: I mean, I think Justin Fields should be the talk of the town for trades, my man. He needs to be the talk of the town. I think Justin Fields deserves a much better situation going into this year. I think he should really go to – if Ben Johnson could get his hands on him, He'll run the league, simple as that. But uh, that's really all I have to I, say,
1: I, Brogan. It always sounds like you're trying out for uh, <laughs> for like a, I don't know a rotational spot on the show or something, or you're trying out for like a stand up gig every time. Every time you bring something up, I I appreciate you. We'll sorry, see you later, man. Brogan. Brogan's yeah, heroes. No problem, you have a good time. <laughs> you have a good time. <laughs> you have a good time. He sounds so nervous all the time. It's like when someone hands you their coffee and they're like, have a good day or uh, enjoy your coffee. And you're like, you too. <laughs> I mean, damn it. Why do they say that? <laughs> Later, Brogan. Have a good time. <laughs> uh, Sebastian, you're live.
4: I think ETN is going to go higher than we think. And I think he's in a bus too. I, th- I think he's going to get the 2022 nausea Harris treatment.
1: I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. Like Travis said, he's got a lot of carries. It would not surprise me if he got injured, but um, I definitely love him in the second round in one league, but I'll, I'll be honest. I'm not drafting him like in every league. If he's sitting there at 2.10, I, I wouldn't, I would not, I do not, There are only a few players that I'll put all my eggs in one basket. I will admit though, that Bijan was one of them last year. And even though it didn't work out, he still was running back nine. And I won a lot of leagues that still had Bijan. So it wasn't like me putting Bijan all eggs in one basket was a devastating hit that I couldn't recover from. He still produced running back nine numbers. That's still very good when you think about it. Um, But the year prior, I had Brees Hall. Pretty much 80% of my leagues, he tore his ACL. Like, all eggs in one basket is not something that you should do unless you're willing to risk the biscuit and not be upset or bitter later. You got to have, like, a, you got to be very, very aware of what you're actually doing and not just saying, yeah, 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 I know, I know. And then when it happens, you're like, oh, I hate fantasy. It's all, you know, you got to understand. You got to be able to turn and start over and accept your decision. Like, that that is a bold decision. You take Christian McCaffrey in 3 out of 3 leagues at 1.1 and he gets injured and you start blaming the fantasy gods and acting like it's all this game's all luck. That's what people do. They start pointing fingers at luck when it's still very much a game of skill. I would say, everybody likes to say it's 50% luck. It's not. That's what people say when they lose. It's a game, probably 75% skill, which is a, a, a very wide broad definition of Absorbing and reacting to content you're hearing and filtering through it, and you're also your own instinct, everything that encompasses everything. 75%. And 25% isn't luck. It's avoiding bad luck. It's 25% bad luck striking you right in the nads. And that's it. It's 75% skill, 25% bad luck, and that's it. Anybody that says it's 50 50 or 75%, you lost, and you're bit you're bitter. And you got to get over that. And one way to get over that is not put yourself in that position as much as you possibly can unless you can handle an entirely bad season. Because if you draft Brees Hall in 10 out of 10 leagues and he tears his ACL like in 2022, you get hit in the nutsack. You draft Brees Hall in 10 out of 10 leagues in 2023 and he finishes his running back three like he did, you're winning 80% of your leagues. That's the give and take. And that's it. Um... Sebastian, what was your final thought? Oh, you already said it. Okay, thank you, bro. Yeah, have a good night. Later. Um, rock out. Rock out. He's in the building. Hey,
4: what's up? What's your What's your thoughts on all the sixty percent buzz?
1: That's crazy, bro. It's crazy. This is part of that bad luck, though. Um, you gotta you gotta avoid it the best you can. 60% of this list busted, but how much of it was predictable? Eckler, predictable. Bijan, not predictable. Uh, JJ, not JJ, predictable. No. Uh, Tyreek Hill did, did good. Kelsey, that was predictable. It's just a matter of acknowledging it or, or trying to walk around it. Matter Nick Chubb, time. what? I
4: said it was a matter of time.
1: Yeah. So well, that's what so the show's about like predictability Kelsey. of the bad luck to avoid that 20, 25% of bad luck is um you you got you got to figure out which one of these characters are the 2024 version of them you know so that's what this whole show is about you know trying to break down the bust from last year which of them are going to carry over which will bounce back and then what what players are we looking at that might be potential bust candidates like McCaffrey's one to talk about Tyreek Hill's one to talk about you have to have the conversation Barkley you got to worry about it um, a lot of people are bringing up Ken hurts. Allen? What?
4: How about Keenan Allen?
1: Yeah, bro, he's he's eighty seven years old. You got to be worried about it. I know.
4: <laughs> and he got got hurt like like the end of the year.
1: Yep. Yes, sir. Uh, But yeah, it it, it is it is funny when people say that it's all luck, though, or whatever. It's like, I'm sorry. Like, I've been doing this a while. I've seen, you know, too many times, you know, even even specifically, you just look at a case study of one of your leagues. Like if you can win one of your leagues 80 percent of the time, how are you doing that if it's all luck, you know? walking in and, and not knowing what you're doing and losing and getting last place or somebody gets last place every single year in your league like that happens you know maybe you're not paying attention maybe you don't have time for that league maybe you draft badly maybe the league allows no trades and you're a great trader you need to get yourself in a position where you can you know benefit from your own skill set James I'm sorry about the super chat I never I, I didn't even see James are you still here Justin Jefferson missed one Missed more games than Keenan Allen. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) I mean, Keenan Allen had a great, James, a great year up until the end, you know. Uh, $10 super chat from from Brogan. Brogan says, I just get nervous on calls. Brogan, you don't have to apologize for being you, okay? Everybody accepts you the way you are. So you don't need to change. I know I'm appreciated on this show. Thank you for helping me get to the finals. Uh uh Bro Back Mountain. Thank you, Brogan. Appreciate you. Um anything else, tr uh anything else, uh, Rock Out?
4: Yeah. You know how we like we we try to project these young stars and then they don't pan out to like a bunch of weeks. How you how would you like diversify... See you have people to start the season a little bit better.
1: How do you diversify? Uh, I mean, we'll go we'll go into like what players are like the most walking into ADP data. But I mean, diversification is just a matter of just making sure you're not you know you're you're going to have a chance to consume a Brees Hall if you got a high draft pick. You're going to have a chance to sc- assume a uh, consume a Jameer Gibbs. But I just think that you know you don't want to have at least your top 3 guys should not be a repetition over and over and over. We get it. We have a tendency in our community to wanna have those moon men and mars men and and so like if we're yeah. on the clock and we see them there, we just grab them. And then what happens if the player busts, you get really upset at the content because you're taking that one player in three leagues and you blame the moon man list. Not you, ruck, ruck out, but in general. Um was on a bus daddy? Yeah, he was, bro. Cuz he finishes 29 overall, and we took him five. And the fantasy community took him five. This is overall ADP data. That's a bust. Doesn't matter. You still finish relatively well, but you can't take someone at five and him finish 29 overall and expect it to be a land. So it doesn't mean we don't love him next next year. He's the whole point we'd have this conversation and why i did this show was who will bounce back, who won't, who is somebody people will be scared of because of this past season, like JJ or whatever. I don't think people will be scared of JJ, but you know, JJ's kind of left people hanging for two straight years. When you really think about it, given that he didn't show up at in 2022 at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Uh, rock out. I'll see you tonight on the dynasty channel, bro. Jump into all right. it. it. All right. Later everybody. Underdog fantasy promo code Smitty. Cool. Hit that uh, promo code. I just dropped the link in the live chat. And make sure you hit that link in the live chat. It's in the description of every video. And uh, Coach Smitty gets it done as well. We'll be doing a lot of drafts. I can't wait. This offseason is going to be off the hook. We're going to be drafting so much, getting ready, starting fresh, doing what we did last year, applying all the things we've learned together and 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 trying to account for the bus and the potential injury risk we're going to crush it and i'm going to go over a lot of my best ball strategies basically every time in the in the upcoming months here probably starting february when i do a best ball draft it will be a best ball show so some people say i need more best ball content well What better way than to provide best ball content while we're drafting and I'm going to hit best ball topics and talk about best ball the entire best ball show. So no one can ever say this show doesn't create as much awesome content as any other best ball channel because during a best ball draft we will be attacking best ball advice and not only that you'll get yearly redraft advice in that too. It's not like it's it's independent, you know. Uh Jacob, you're the final caller, then I'll go to Travis and then I'm out of here. Jacob, you're live.
0: Great great thanks. Uh, where do you see Mark Andrews falling ADP wise for next for next year? Are we completely done with him? Or is he might be a great value, especially in
1: redraft? What do you think? That's I mean, that's like asking what the interest rate's gonna be on homes a year and a half from now. I would yeah. say it's a good question. But I would say like he's gonna be a top five, top four to eight, or top four to six tight end. I don't think you can put him above you can't put him above McBride. You can't put him above Laporta. I think you start getting into that Hawkinson, but like how healthy, how quickly will he be ready, like in dynasty territory, but like in redraft. I mean, he could he could jump quickly up to three or four for some people. Some people might still have Kelsey slightly above them if Kelsey let's say balls out in the next two games or something like that like we still have to let the playoffs play out if Kelsey craps the bed on the way out the door then you know someone like Andrews even coming back from injury will rank higher than Kelsey if Kelsey has 110 yards and two touchdowns and back-to-back games or something then we have a whole different vibe on Kelsey walking out maybe they announced that Taylor maybe Taylor Swift doesn't show up to the game. And he has 110 yards and two touchdowns, and we hear they broke up, and then it's like, oh my God, Kelsey's back. <laughs> he's not gonna be Bud. I don't know. I, I would say he's he's injury prone. The emergence yeah. of likely is concerning for his like him getting sole production over in Baltimore, but he's still you know a threat. But man, this is two years in a row. So at some point, yeah. Ziggy, how old is Mark Andrews?
2: Mark Andrews is 45 years old. Oh,
1: 45 years. Ziggy, off. (laughs) Good Lord. Uh, Let's see. Mark Andrews. Uh, Ravens. (laughs) Tight end age. God, Ziggy's worthless. 28. He turns 29 on September 6th. So he'll be 29 years old. Now, granted, tight ends have a little bit more wiggle room to get into that 31 territory, but not when you're an injury-prone player like him. I don't know. I, I I would venture to say Mark Andrews feels like a risky top five tight end, but maybe anything in the six to ten, I'd be willing to grab him and then grab like a Luke Musgrave to just make sure I felt comfortable if, if it didn't work out, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I get it, yeah. And I also think that, man, Trey McBride is about to be at least tied two next year. Oh, yeah. The way when Zach Ertz is out, he's going to be amazing.
1: He he is too. He there. there yeah doesn't. Yeah, Ertz is not there. He is too. Ertz right. is gone. They, yeah, they got. I think he's going to be. They, they already got rid of amazing. Ertz.
2: Yeah,
1: they already got rid of Ertz. Um. So uh, uh,
0: after they got rid of him, man, he just
1: went yeah, crazy all season. it. it really comes down to like he, here's the weird part though. Like in Joku, Evan oh, Ingram. Oh, crazy. In Joku, Evan Ingram, uh, Goddard. Like, those are the guys that are going to, like, push and rival Andrews, Hawkinson, who's injured. You know, so, like, how quickly does he... Kittle, who's older. Kelsey, who's older. Like, that's where Andrews probably still floats to the top five. Like, right at the top five territory. But you're going to have, like, Kittle, Kelsey, um, and Joku maybe above those guys. Goddard, Ingram, Musgrave, likely. Kyle Pitts, depending on who's quarterbacking and coaching and then like Kincaid where's Kincaid is Kincaid above all those guys is he in the middle of all those guys Kincaid still got a story to tell people he's in the middle of telling it he's in the middle of painting a picture for everybody as to what they can expect for 2024 Diggs will probably 50% chance Diggs is out of of Buffalo next year in a trade or whatever and even if he isn't it's not it's not a real big factor anymore at, at this point you know so Kincaid might climb into the top four. Just depends on how he finishes. Yeah, all right, bro. Absolutely. And, um, all right, that's cool. Thanks. All right, later. Yeah, I think, King, I think, I think McBride's two, Laporta's one, and everything else is up for grabs. I don't think, I don't think there's anything else anybody can say. There's, there's no, I, there's nothing anybody can say to me that's going to convince me different. Laporta... Uh let me put this on on screen here. Laporta's 1 and McBride is 2. This is the, this is the top 2 tight end class and there's there's nobody it, it's a big grab bag, a big blender below it. Ferguson's up there too. Yeah, Ferguson's obviously up in the top 10, but he he could either be 10 or 4. <laughs> you yeah, know, it's crazy. All right, Travis, anything else?
3: I think uh, I think this uh, might surprise some people next year with how good he really is. Yeah. I know I know we like him on the show, but just in general, I think uh, I think you get quite a few catches next year, especially if Diggs isn't there. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> the thing I was going to say was um, Atlanta—they have the eighth pick again. Do you think they take a QB there, or, or try to trade up and get a QB, or do you think they?
1: Go a different route I don't know I, I mean I don't know How else you would consume A quarterback Unless you Trade for fields Or like wait. Or you pray that, I, I that, don't know that, This is where A, a Penix Jr. Will go early Because You're gonna like If you're gonna wait If you need a quarterback And you're gonna Roll the dice To number 8 You're gonna Take someone early If you need to Um <laughs> I, if they ask, right. if they exit this number eight overall pick, they don't trade for Fields. They don't draft a quarterback. I will be baffled. I'll be baffled, and, yeah, and unless, I, it wouldn't shock me. But they better do it. Bo Nix or something. I don't know. I like Bo Nix right. there. I like Bo Nix. Bo Nix has a quick release. He's he's <laughs> he's he's a good quarterback.
3: They could get him. They might be able to get him. And- you know End in the first or second mm-hmm. Something like that right Yeah So I was I was just curious What your thoughts were around, what, what you think they might do With that pick Since
1: they do need a Yeah Alright Later Travis We'll see you tonight Alright Later See you. Bye uh, Land Land Weber Did you get my My comment bro Did you see my reply Super chat Best ball Lam, 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 Weber. Do you get my reply? Uh, Bowers top three. Well, we haven't included the the rookies in that conversation yet. If we're including the rookies, yeah, Bowers is probably three. That's that's. I mean, that's definitely dynasty. <laughs> it might it might be redraft it might be he goes to the chargers bowers it's game over he's a a top three tight end as a rookie thank you Land weber appreciate you hopefully you're still here let me look and see yeah this would be this would be the top this would be the top three tight ends bowers number three mcbride two laporta one probably redraft definitely dynasty and, and I know a lot of people may, may not know much about Bowers yet. We have a Bowers video. Bowers is a...
2: The moon man dropping loads in outer space. If
1: you missed this, go watch that show. Dedicated show to this. Space Moses. We unveiled this on a live stream. Bowers to the freaking moon. He is a moon man. He is the first moon man. He graced the moon man list first overall. Uh, that means something. The moon man
2: dropping loads in outer space.
1: Yeah, if we include rookies in this conversation, these three. Plain and simple. Is Ferguson in the top five, six? Could be. Frank, no one's ruling him out. It's just you got a big blender, big, big uh, bucket full of the same type of tight end. He's very, very capable. You got a lot of change maybe going on in Dallas. Maybe not. Who knows? So you're kind of just in flux right there. But he's certainly like six to ten. And six is pretty respectable when you consider the, the group of tight ends that are still left that we haven't even mentioned. You know. Yeah, Bowers would be phenomenal. Imagine Herbert to Bowers just over and over and over. Touchdown. Bowers! 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 That might be that might be the next video. Bowers Bowers Power Get your Bower Power <laughs> It'll be a it'll be a drink Bower Power get yours in stores today Forget Law Dog Milk We wanna sell Bauer Power in a can in a bottle in stores in September Where's Arnold when we need him? Where's Arnold? Bowers, get down! Bower, power! Do it live! Get to the chopper! Bauer, power! Get down! All right, I'm out of here. Appreciate you all. Thank you, Lamb Weber, for that super chat. Thank you, uh, whoever else super chatted today, uh, 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 Brogan and, and everybody else. Appreciate you. I'll see you all. Don't forget. Yeah, the Bauer power hour. <laughs> Don't forget. where Where's Arnold? Hold on. One more time for Arnold. Maybe we just clip this. Get ready for the Bauer power hour. Get down. Get to the chopper. Get down! Come with bowers if you want to live. I'll see you all tonight on the Dynasty stream. Make sure you click this link and you subscribe to the Dynasty channel. Because if you don't, you will miss out on a a show or a live stream every single day on the Dynasty channel. It's not a... It's not a Tuma... Travis said, "It's not the Tuba, it's a Bower, it's a Bower Power." I don't know. Dynasty streams are usually like a little bit after midnight. Smitty, did you see the Adam Peters presser? Same situation in Washington, um, like it was in San Francisco, 2017. Uh, Aaron, I talked about Peters a lot. He's going to be absolutely phenomenal. Washington is the new Houston Texans. Washington. The Washington Commanders are the new Houston Texans. The Houston Texans were the new Lions or the new Bengals. It's a blueprint, a different blueprint, but just in terms of just from the top down, getting the right GM in place that knows talent like Adam Peters does, and he's just going to flip this thing right into an an absolute gem. Washington to the moon. It's going to happen fast, too. I'll see you on the Dynasty stream. Appreciate you all. Thank you, Aaron.
2: the moon men dropping loads in outer space.
0: Liftoff of
2: mission three,
0: two, one, zero. 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 F-